Money FM 89.3, best of the breakfast huddle. The Breakfast Brief on Money FM 89.3. Money FM 89.3, it's the Breakfast Huddle. Elliot Danker, Barrett, Jagdish, and Ryan Huang with you. On this day, 25 years ago, one of my favorite TV series made its debut. And in the room next door, mm. uh, our producer Nadira Kamarudin uh, texted to say, We're having some technical issues. Okay. My response was, What would Buffy do? <laughs> Buffy the Vampire Slayer. What would Buffy do? Smash everything <laughs> up, I think. Well, that was a long time ago. <laughs> that was like 25 years ago. She would smash everything up and at the end of it, even though you know, in the normal world, right, things <laughs> would be totally useless. But it, once she smashes things up, things will start working. Exactly. Weird, right? Magic, it, right? It, and the power I, can see, I can see how that show changed your life Sarah and why. Sarah Michelle Geller. Uh, <laughs> you are not tuning into the wrong radio station. It is Money FM 89.3. <laughs> I believe Buffy the Vampire Slayer made a lot of money okay. over the years. Yeah, that that's the connection. That is the connection. <laughs> but we have issues that we need to talk about, unfortunately. And it's still all about the Russia-Ukraine situation. Yeah, certainly. Well, they had talks, the foreign ministers of the two countries, but it seems each one walked away with a pretty different definition from the other. What's happened here? Yes, Ryan. a tale of two ministers, um, how they interpret the meeting, right? So, in short, no progress, and they failed to make any form of um, compromise. So, on the Ukrainian side, they were talking about the um, what's making the news um, in the latest 24 hours, the bombing on this children's hospital. We've got pictures of it happening, people and pregnant people being cutted away with the backdrop of the hospital in ruins. Uh, despite all these photos, the Russian foreign minister is denying that Russian forces had targeted civilians. So you've got this bit of a standoff on what actually is the facts on the ground. So that was not helpful. And the meeting was really short, just one and a half hours. Mm. Um, so no progress on that front. So I think that added to the jitters we saw overnight on markets. Yeah, yeah. This also the issue of the bombing of that children's hospital. You can see that on the front page of the Straits Times. This one's actually quite big news that's been going around for a couple of days and we had some sort of major movement or update overnight. The sale of English football club, Chelsea Football Club. Just to give a bit of background, right? 20 years ago, oil tycoon Roman Abramovich bought the club. Uh, he has stayed in London for the best part of 20 years. Very much part of the people, the, the fans at Chelsea love him. But he has close ties with Vladimir Putin. Mm. So now we have developments. And here's where the sanctions kick in, where many governments around the world are trying to target the Russian oligarchs. And this is, um, of course, where Chelsea is implicated because they are bankrolled big time by Abramovich. And they uh, now are paying the price in some form. Sponsors are turning away. The latest in the news is mobile phone company 3. And this mm. is um, now with them saying they no longer want to be associated with the club. And they pay Chelsea about 40 million pounds a year to have their logo on the players' jerseys. And 40 million is out of 155 million. So that's almost 35% of the entire sponsorship year. And you have to also watch out for the other sponsors as well. Mm. Some of them reportedly thinking about doing the same thing. Hyundai Motor also assessing their partnership. Mm-hmm. Nike also are a big sponsor and they have already stopped sales of their stuff in Russia and maybe the sponsorship could be next. 
So what's next then? I mean, is this the end of the club? Will they be able to cover all these losses? Okay, so what's happened now is that the UK government has stepped into in effectively uh, become the custodian of the club. So they are managing stuff and Chelsea is operating on what's called a special license. So under special license, you can't do a lot of things. So for example, they can't spend. And this means they can't spend a lot on just the administration stuff. They mm. can't spend more than £20,000 on getting their players to their away trips, for example. So that really may, means they can't you know, spend on bonuses. They can't splash a cash on anything. In terms of making money, they are also limited. They can't sell any new match tickets, but if you are holding on to an existing one, you can still use them. And you can't sell the club, obviously. Um, you can't mm-hmm. sell players as well. So the transfer players to just bring in more money is also currently not permitted. But of course, the transfer window is not open yet. Mm. Uh, also looking at merchandise, that is also suspended. So the souvenir shops, the jersey shops, even the online shops are suspended. So they can't make any money selling Chelsea merchandise. So they can only sell the beers, the burgers, the fries, the stadium. It's <laughs> it's a very weird one because I, I give you a bit more background to this, right? A couple of weeks ago, the Abramovich said he wanted to sell the club and he actually left control of the club to a charitable trust within the club. Uh, that still meant that he's the owner. So he wanted to sell it and said that he would not take any profits. Yet at the same time, anything that's made from the club, any money that's made will be to help people of Ukraine. Mm, mm. Now, how can you sell the club? You write, you say you won't take any of the debt that's old, and then you say that profit will be given. I mean, he, this is a guy that took $1.5 billion out of his own money mm. to write off debt for the club right, because right. of COVID. Mm. Right. So it's very complicated. It is. Um, there are so many layers to this because um, the club mm. employs so many people. And like you pointed out, he was um, pivotal in turning the club around many, many years ago yeah. to where it is right now. So he has actually done some good for the Chelsea or the economy in, in that, London. Uh, in London. At, at this point, though, some might say, you know, the honourable thing to do would be to walk away from the whole thing. Really yeah. sell the club. Like, like That's what, what he said, wanted you know, to do. Yeah, yeah. do. Do that yeah. for real. Yeah. But would you even trust that if he says, I'm going to do this and it's being done and it's done? Again, you know, we talked about how there are so many layers yes, to this. Yes, you know, how, yes. who are you going to hide behind? Is it going to be easy to trace whether or not there are any mm. connections there? It really, you know, it remains to be seen how, how this unfolds. He's got a yacht too, by the way. <laughs> I'm sure he's got <laughs> yacht, villa, football uh, club. It, it's a package it's deal, a package. isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, well, there is news in other parts of the world as well. Let's not neglect that. I understand that Chinese stocks are going to be closely watched, Ryan. Yeah, it's been a seesaw week for Chinese stocks. So what's happening right now is um, overnight or rather on Thursday, we had a really tough session for Chinese stocks. They had their worst day of trading in nearly 10 years. So if you look at the Nasdaq Golden Dragon China Index, that plunged 10%. So biggest slide since 2008. And this is apparently around renewed regulatory concerns. So this is just pressuring big mega caps names like Alibaba Group, Baidu, both of them down at least 6%. EV companies like Neo and Xpeng are each down more than 9%. So quite a swift change of fortunes after Wednesday's trading where they bounced up alongside many other stocks with the well, relief rally. Now it's turning back down again. And you've got in the news, the US SEC identifying five Chinese firms. And this is 
about how they are unable to inspect their accounts. And these include Beijing Limited, Yum China Holding, Dine Lab, ACM Research, and Hajmet China. So they could be subject to delisting from US exchanges if they fail to comply with auditing requirements for three straight years. So this really puts into the forefront the prospects of um, how these Chinese companies could be delisted on foreign exchanges. The Chinese Regulatory uh, Commission has come out to say they will cooperate with US regulators. And so you've got this prospect of um, even more um, tightening restrictions on Chinese companies right now. Also today, the National People's Congress closed and Premier Lee's news conference, some of the things we're watching out for. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.